Years ago, boys and girls, <laughs> life was much simpler. There were three major networks, and one of those networks would feature something called Monday Night Football. And then uh, one of the other networks would have Sunday Night Football, and then there was a Thursday Night Football. And uh, it was during those early days of people, you know, crowding around the television set to watch these football games. Uh, would see a guy usually wearing like a rainbow wig or something drawing attention to himself. And whenever the camera was going to be on right under the field goal or the goal post where this gentleman bought tickets to sit, would stand up with a sign that said, John 3 colon 1 6. And believers knew right away, well, we know what that is. That's John 3.16, and they would recite it. I had some dear friends down in the valley in Mission, Texas, who when they, when they would go together as a church group to eat at Whataburger, one of those gentlemen would give his name as John 3.16 or Juan 3.16. And so whenever his order was called, everyone in the group would say, either in English or Spanish, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, so that everyone who believeth in him might not perish but have everlasting life. That's what it's all about. And that's our text for today, which is Thursday the seventh day of April, year of our Lord, 2022. And that's what the devotionalists call, this is what it's all about. And I'm going to read John 16 and 17 in the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. So you ready, kids? Here it is. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. This is the word of God for the people of God. We say thanks be to God. Amen. Well, a very happy Thursday to you, dear listener, dear friend, dear reader. I pray this indeed finds you well and blessed. Uh, it's been a great day, and uh, I'm happy to report that uh, Mr. Emmett Curry uh, underwent his knee replacement surgery today, Wednesday, in the Memorial Hospital in Gonzales. I was able to see Emmett right before he went in, prayed with him and Dr. Gloria Box and the nurses that were there. And then I spent a very delightful morning with Marie as he, she awaited her husband's uh, uh, report. And then at 11, I had to come out back over to the church to get ready for the Lenten luncheon for soup and a psalm. And man, I was blessed. It's been a great day. And I thank God for all the blessings I received um, today. And so I pray that God blesses you as you hear this devotional and that you would in turn bless someone else. Also this afternoon on Wednesday, I called the Reverend Michael Dobbs, colleague, dear friend, former roommate at seminary, uh, as I reported yesterday, he was in the hospital down in Corpus Christi, Texas. He believed for only a night, but he was still in the hospital as of Wednesday afternoon, and doctors have ordered him to bed rest for two weeks because, to quote Michael, he is that contagious, and they don't want him to be spreading the flu to others. And so 
our continued prayers for Mike and his uh, congregation, especially as they find themselves without his leadership for Holy Week and for Easter. Gulp. And I just pray Michael gets well. And the churches will, will find someone to fill in and uh, do what needs to be done. In the meantime, we pray for one another. We pray for uh, our needs. I pray that you would lift up your needs before the Lord. And I ask that you pray to God to be glorified during this sacred time of Easter that is rapidly coming upon us. Don't forget, this coming Sunday is Palm Sunday. And that's why we've been preparing for that with the different uh, texts that I believe are key to more fully understanding the purpose behind Palm Sunday. And I thought, man, this is what it's all about. There is no other verse that better summarizes the intent and purpose of God for the, the world and humanity than this one, John 3, 16 and 17. And I just, as I said, uh, during those days of NFL, that gentleman, and uh, I don't know if they ever did anything on him, what his name was and who he was. I'm sure it's out there. I just didn't bother to look it up. But his purpose was to get people to realize God loves you. God loves the world. And because he loves us so much, he sent his son to die for us. You know, at first we said, well, yeah, I know what that stands for. And every believer said, I know what that stands for, John 3.16. But those that didn't would say, well, who's John? And uh, what's that number three? And then the colon and the one six. What does that refer to? And so um, that started what exactly what this man wanted to start, that people would start investigating God and start investigating God's son and what this was all about. And, and I knew that to be true. That a lot of people just don't know the Bible. Some don't even know anything about the Bible. And uh, from 1980 to 1986, I taught Bible for university credit at Pan American University. Now that's the University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley, or UTRGV. And my predecessor, the Reverend Jose Luis Palos, said, uh, don't take for granted these kids know anything. Don't take for granted these kids know anything about the Bible. They don't. They've never had one. They've never owned one. They're probably going to buy one for the first time just to take your course. So spend uh, at least one class period to introduce them to the names of the books and how the books are divided and Old Testament, New Testament. And in, in the case of John, that's the name of the book. The first number before the colon is the chapter of, of that particular book of the Bible. And then the 16, the number that comes after the colon, well, that's the verse. And so that was very helpful. And so uh, incredible what people will do to help others come to know the love of God and the love of Jesus. Now, this key verse comes in that part of John where Jesus had a meeting at night with Nick at night. <laughs> Remember, Nicodemus wanted to know more about Jesus. and Jesus blew his mind by saying, you know, one must be born again. And then he made this awesome declaration of truth that God wanted the world to know what he does because he loves the world. And because of that great love, God gave his only son, Jesus, so that everyone who believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, the reality of the times of Jesus was that there was really no major emphasis being preached on eternal life. The consensus of most scholars of the time, and sadly it's carried on even today through some Jewish believers and uh, nominal Jews was that life is brief and when it ends that's it it ends and I even had some friends in these times that 
uh, are Jews. And like I said, they either practice their faith or they are just nominally Jews. And they believe truly in their hearts that the only way they could live on was in the good memories of friends and family. Not a very appealing or attractive thought, but it was seen as more sensible. And so it embraced, it was embraced and accepted as truth. And here comes Jesus to teach something different. And boy, did he get in trouble for it. That God was love. God is love. And that God loved us and loved us so much that he wanted us to live with him for all eternity. The other option is mentioned in the verse, perish. And you know what that means. And re against, uh, reinforced again in the second verse, which is verse 17, and I'll quote that one. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Salvation. Hmm, what a word. That's accepting that in Jesus we are saved from our sin. Our sin is removed and saved into an abundant life. That's what we're saved into. It means the start of a meaningful relationship with God through Jesus for today, tomorrow, and all eternity. It means basking in the love of God as our loving Father, sheltering us under his wings as the loving Mother Hen that Jesus described his love for Jerusalem, and living a life here that blesses others until we arrive to our eternal destination where we will reside with God forever and ever. So friends, this is what Palm Sunday ushers in. And you and I have invitations and front row seats to witness that. And we're gonna relive that this coming Sunday. And then we have the responsibility to go and tell somebody about this. Let's pray. Loving God of life, bless and protect your children on this day. As we end our Lenten journey here in a few days, speak to our needs and our hearts and remind us of your eternal love. Put us in to serve anywhere and any way you choose. In Christ Jesus we pray. Amen. Well, dear friends, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being a part of this ministry. I pray that if this has blessed you, share it with someone, forward it to someone. Very simple. Just press forward on your email and tell them this blessed me today. Give it a listen. I pray you have a great and blessed day in the Lord, and here's your assignment today. Show others the love blessings that you have received from the Lord. And if you're honest, they're too numerous to count, but share just one with somebody that needs to know that they are loved and appreciated by God. Receive my blessings of joy and peace. I'm Pastor Adi Valverde. I thank you and I love you. I thank God for you, and I pray the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen.